0: Welcome into the Nick Bob podcast as Bo Root has given me the, what was that? That was the, the outsiders from, from WCW, the NWO. The NWO. Well, before we expand on that, we're live from the AOI Studios, in, aka my basement office. So Barut is here. You know what's great, Bo, is that we are going to be able to do a pod forever long. We're going to do a pod, and we're going to be comfortable swiveling around the entire time, right? That's a good feeling.
1: We're swiveling
0: more than people know. We're rotating. We're just we're rotating. We're constantly in motion, and it's all because this chair is awesome. It's the Aaron Chair from Urban Miller. Uh, good people at AOI hooked me up with this chair, and this chair is mastered with the latest research around the science of sitting, advancements in materials, manufacturing, and technology. If you're looking for some new office chairs or you just want a new chair for yourself, go check out the Aeron from Herman Miller. Uh, check out AOI online, AoyCorp.com. Corp.com or give them a call 402-896-5520 remember to subscribe to the podcast just click that subscribe button that way you don't miss any of the nonsense that yours truly and uh beau rude will spew out so we are recording this on monday night it is seven o'clock it is January 13th. The national championship game is kicked off, but I wanted to, I was like, I gotta get you in here because I'm I'm heading to Indianapolis, so it's just travel things gonna be hard for us to figure out to do a, a pod. So do we need to pull like a Simpsons? Remember when they they recorded, remember Mo is like, Congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. a, so right now we should like have two like, man, I can't believe Clemson won.
1: Man, how about Burrow finishing off the great year? We I, gotta have like a dual. We'll, we'll re- record two different uh, versions. Intros to the yeah. And we're gonna guess what happens. The I mean LSU. Well, this is
0: stupid because uh, people know by
1: then. Yeah, it, I mean, the, like this is where we'll we'll have to walk it back. But I, if we're making predictions,
0: I think it's LSU. I think they're gonna. Because we, you and I were saying that like I think it took a pretty freaky set of badly missed calls for Clemson for Ohio State to not just win but win by like two touchdowns. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I don't know, there, there gets to a point where, yeah, crazy things happen. And we'll get into some of the stuff we saw in the NFL playoffs. Like, I don't know if anybody saw the Tennessee just blowing Baltimore out like they did. But I don't know. For, I mean, LSU's just been kind of rocking people all year.
1: So I'm not
0: ready to move off that.
1: Yeah, you know? and I think that from watching that Ohio State-Clemson game, it didn't seem like Clemson was as, you know, head and shoulders Better than people I, like they were the year before with those, right. those four the three or four defensive linemen that they lost the NFL draft. I think they were the difference last year. Uh and they don't have those same guys. That that to me is like if they if they can't get to Burrow and just disrupt his whole game, you're not gonna beat LSU unless you get to Burrow. Can I
0: and this is usually like a a mark of a great podcast is one that has some semblance of structure, but today might be just spaghetti all over the place here. (laughs) I was thinking about just, just with the, you know, you you have the AFC and NFC championship game sets. You have this college football national title. I'm not so sure. What is it about, is it almost easier, and this doesn't make any sense, is it almost easier to make it further in the NFL playoffs with an average quarterback than it is to make it further by even making the college football playoff and make and winning a game with an average quarterback? Like, is it almost easy? I'm, I'm almost thinking it's getting to be more of like, you have to have a great quarterback in college to get, you can win games with a, but like, to get to the national title game. Now, it hasn't always been like that because LSU had a few guys that were, like, just okay. And even, like, some of the Bama guys were okay. But I feel like the last handful of years, it's like, it's been good QBs in every one of these games.
1: It's hard. The college game right now, it seems like these elite programs all have just the best players start to... Like, the NFL, I think, is, is probably where you're seeing the... The differences, like you know, the Tennessee thing, because yeah, I mean, the Tanhill thing—he's thrown for like
0: 160 total yards—and they're <laughs> they won at New England and then at Baltimore. They're playing great f- team football. I mean, it's though. just it's 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 nuts every year. But even like a couple of years ago, with like Nick Foles winning, you're like now. I mean, it, you know, there are the team, elements the teams of things, that are
1: playing the best defense right now are also right. I think going far. But it's just, it feels
0: like college football is getting to a point where it's like, boy, if you don't have a great quarterback, we can talk all the times. We always talk about at, you know, at Nebraska, it's like, rather have a great line and an average quarterback. That'll take you further. It's like, yeah, I agree. But like, anymore,
1: most of these teams now, like, if you, I'm talking if you want to win the whole thing. That's a good question. I, I haven't really thought about it like that. Um,
0: I still feel like if, if, if a football genie came and said you can have three wishes for Nebraska football and you, and you had to pick, like, only one of the wishes can be a great quarterback or a great being great in the trenches, I would choose being
1: great in the trenches, I think. I think I would take that over anything right now. If you're great in the trenches, I think I would take that number one. Yes. Over even quarterback. And so it's just, I don't know, football is in a weird transitional it's like the, it's it's transitioned so far to you know, basketball and grass, throw it all around like the quarterback wins it all. Yet there are those moments where it gets cold. you have to be physical and you have right. to run the ball and you got to play defense. like, there's still enough of that left in the game that when we see it, we're like, wow, you can win like that? It, it almost surprises you. Like, Yeah, with Derrick Henry,
0: it's like, oh my God.
1: They like, imagine, ran the ball, imagine. they had a bad quarterback and <laughs> played defense and won a game. Like, it can't happen. In, it should not happen. Imagine 25 years,
0: like someone... You going back in time in twenty five years and telling someone like can't believe what happened in the NFL game this weekend, man. They had a great running back that ran for a buck eighty and kill you know, it would be like, Well, yeah, that's what you that's what football is all about.
1: Like it's like
0: quarterbacks were like here to manage things. Running backs were like the fucking the running backs
1: were the Heisman Trophy winners. They were the superstars, they were the team. It was like if you had the running back, you had a chance. Right. And now it's the other way around. It's like you have to have a quarterback to have a chance. That's how it, that's how it seems. But then you see like Tennessee is like they're playing old school football. Yeah, it run it, play defense. Don't beat yourself. They did the best job out of anybody in in football right now of not beating themselves. That's yep. all they did. That was so. Here comes a name drop.
0: So I was talking to Jay Wright.
1: That's a yeah. super cool guy. Yeah, he's a great
0: guy. and he had an interesting. He he talked about, and I'm going to relate this to football. But he he talked about how one of the things that he really likes about this Big East, this new Big East, is he goes there's a diversity of styles. He goes that I think helps us when we get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because when we get to the NCAA tournament, it's like okay, here's a team that uh, plays small ball and plays fast and shoots a ton of threes. We, we in our head can go, that team's going to be just like Creighton. Remember what we had to do against them. And then the next game, there's a bunch of big, strong, physical guys. Who be like, that team's just like Providence. You know what you had to do against them. I, I, when he was saying that, I thought that is – because his point was the old Big East was great, but he goes, everybody just beat the hell out of each other. It was all just like New York strong guys yeah. just like, oh, you think you're going to drive in here? Take this elbow to the face.
1: What street are you on? Wrong street.
0: This is our street. (laughs) But that's how he's like, we just beat the hell out of each other. He goes, sometimes we'll get to the NCAA tournament and we'd play like these different styles. And it was like, you know, it was bizarre. And so I was thinking about like the Big 12 football where you wonder like, because Oklahoma lost again. And you wonder if like they're just like that conference, you, you you have to play that way in some ways to to like win the conference but like it doesn't it, you're just like it's going to be hard for that team to ever go beat LSU, Clemson, Ohio State.
1: Yeah, because it's it's a it's probably a more physical or more like the defenses you're seeing in the SEC and you're seeing with the Big 10, they're just better. Like they're just better defenses. Flat out, yeah. They're more, and it's a more physical conference. Like it, the the Big Twelve right now in the last decade, it's been like we got good quarterbacks, good skill guys, and we we do seven on seven year round, and we just pretty much you know they throw it around and score a lot of points. That's sort of the name of their of the game for that division. And so um, I do. I think it's hard for them to go into these playoffs. Right? They haven't been this very successful. No. I mean, in Oklahoma with Baker, they were close, and I mean, but it's just—I don't know. I just thought that was interesting on, like, on how something prepares you for the big. For- uh, that's a that's a great analogy because even as you were saying that, I was thinking of you know that's why the NCAA basketball tournament's so fun is you, you and it always has been fun as these teams will go and like the better team should win, but all of a sudden you run into Princeton who runs an offense. You're like you're like Whoa. we're not used to playing somebody who backdoor cuts ten times a game, right, you know, or hundred times a game, you right. Know.
0: In, or all in, of a sudden you run into a team that that runs uh, plays one three one the whole game. Yep. Michigan State lost to Middle Tennessee State, fifteen seed, two seed, with, with a couple, uh, hand, with Denzel uh, Valentine a handful of years ago, and it, they got one three one the whole game. And it was like how many times are you getting one three one in the Big Ten? Yeah, like never, never. And so, and so all of a sudden, but that's kind of the that that's one of the things that yeah, there are a lot of issues with college basketball, but one of the things I do like about college basketball is the diversity of styles. Yeah. And I just thought as Jay Wright was saying that, I was like, God, it's an interesting point. And I started thinking about each team in the big East does kind of like they're, they're very different than that team. And that team is very different than that team. And that, and so he, at least to him, I mean, they've won two titles in the past, you know, five years. So he's like, listen, it has helped us. They're, they're good in the tournament right now. It's, it's like it's helped us because when we get it, we're, there isn't any style that we're going to be like, whoa, yeah. we're not ready to deal with this.
1: And if you relate that to college football, I would say, you know, definitely Pac-12, Pac-12 is definitely more spread it out um, compared to the Big Ten. But, you know, I... I think this, there's there's a hand there's a pocket in the Big Ten that's like still power football, and that gives the Big Ten sort of its that gives it, it its identity almost. Even yes. though there's some there's the Purdue's there's, there's, a, the, the, there's the Nebraska's the and it, you would would you consider
0: Ohio State like what would you consider Ohio State? They're kind of like a hybrid
1: of they're like they're a little bit of a hybrid because they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot out of the spread right. They're, they're yeah technically Nebraska's they're under center. This, yeah. Nebraska and Ohio State I'd consider the same like they're a spread team who is like the basis of their spread is running it, though. Yes. But when you think – but, like,
0: you think of Iowa – like, in in some ways, the Big Ten football is still, like, defined almost by, like, Iowa and Wisconsin.
1: Michigan State
0: still – And Michigan State still is just going to, like – they want to be too – And Michigan still – Well, they sort of changed up this year. I think – and we don't need to go down – again, this is going to be a spaghetti podcast where the things are going everywhere. But, like, that's one thing I think with Harbaugh, like – and this is something that I, I really caution Frost with. There's been some people that are like, is Frost learning you can't do it this way and he needs to change how he's doing? It's like, well, what I think you need to do is always do what you like do what you know.
1: And you yeah, your and, best.
0: And you're what you're best at. Because I think personally, when I watch Michigan, I look at Harbaugh for some reason, got is it got convinced by someone that they couldn't do a lot of the the power stuff and win, and so all of a sudden he hired what was it Josh Gaddis, and and they would try to run the spread and they and it's like they're not good at that because he doesn't know
1: that. I just I thought Michigan had an advantage when they were playing more physical than others. Yeah, I think they can recruit big enough, good enough players that they would get an advantage out of that, and it's just. I, I, I don't know and I think they could recruit Harbaugh could recruit those good pro style quarterbacks like I think he's, that, that's he's what I don't... he had the ability to do that and there's still there's still going to be a a market for you know five great high school pro style quarterbacks that will only want to go to a certain situation and Harbaugh is like you know Andrew Luck you know, he's been the yes. pro like he has a unique ability to get one of those five guys, right? Like, those five guys that will be pros one day. Cause that's about how many there are five right. a year. Like you guys are pros that can play in the pro because that's the thing that even you saw with Mike
0: Riley for like a year, Mike Riley tried to blend. He went away from what he did and tried to like run Tommy a bunch. Yeah. And now granted they won a little bit, but like ultimately that wasn't what he knew and it stunted everything. I just think like, that's why getting the higher right to fit in the first place is so important because like once you get them there you got to let them do what they do best. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I I just think that's always a weird thing to balance on like altering cuz I I don't if I'm yeah, I do think there can be tweaks within what you're doing, but some people are like man Fro- does Frost need to think about you know not doing and it's like man, I don't know. I it, like if Frost is equally an expert in Another style, okay, but like ultimately, I feel like what Frost knows best is what they're doing right now. Yeah, and you'd much rather you'd much rather if you're going down, you'd rather go down doing what you know.
1: I, I'd rather be doing what I'm best at. For yes, hundred
0: percent. Speaking of coaches, uh, little Nebraska stuff, and then we'll get to a few kind of national NFL things. So, um, Jovan Dewitt, who was the outside linebackers coach and special teams coach, accepted a position at North Carolina. So now there's a vacancy for that spot I guess for you this is there are certain things like I played football but then like there's a big difference between high school football like playing high school football and then like what it's like to play college football like from a position coaches and all that goes into that stuff explain like do you a special team just from a broad sense like why is it certain teams are good at special teams and not good at special teams because Nebraska has been really bad at special teams for a handful of years and I'm trying to wrap my mind around what it would be
1: it, it's it's a combination between you know talent which we call the depth sure. right like how much depth do you have like the more talent you have the more better players you can sort of throw out there throw right? out yeah. there and and you know guys that can f- put their effort and energy into that that have the talent to be starters that can in right there's also like a part of the culture is you got a bunch of guys that want to be out there and do it right so i think that there's two parts to that um and we've been bad we've been bad this year but that makes sense
0: like what you just said now makes sense because it's like if special teams is about depth and culture depth of talent and like winning culture yeah what are two things that have been severely lacking
1: those two those two things so it kind of makes sense it would be surprising like nebraska five and seven Best in the nation. It's special teams, everyone.
0: It is. I bet I bet if you went and looked at, like, the top special teams in the country, they're probably almost all, like, super deep teams that have great cultures. Yeah. I mean, it, so I guess my question, that, you know, people talk about, okay, what, what's going to happen with this hire? Are they going to bring in someone that's same thing, an outside linebackers coach and special teams? Are they maybe going to have... Barrett just coach all the linebackers, and then bring in someone that's just a special teams coach. I guess for you, is it is it better to have like when you were at Nebraska? Did you have a specific? Was there a specific special teams coach, no. or was it like an all hands? We
1: deck? always had somebody that was a position coach. Was the uh, coordinator of it was or? the the special teams coordinator. So Bill Bush was the was. The outside, he was actually just the same linebackers coach one year and then special teams coordinator. The next year he went to safeties and then the linebackers were all under one coach Cosgrove and he did safeties and special teams. Okay. And then we had, I think then maybe one year we had another coach do the special team. So, I mean, but he was, it was, it's always usually, I mean, it's not always that way, but the way I've had it, it was a position coach. And he was then. What's best?
0: Do you know? Have you ever had a full time in the NFL? In the NFL,
1: NFL, they are special teams coaches. That's all they do. And I, I think your special teams are better if you have one guy. That's all he's doing.
0: Because didn't the who the Giants hired? I think the Patriots special teams coach.
1: Uh, right? Just recently? Is this recent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be.
0: Yeah, but that so. But but yeah, you. So, okay. So then, do you think it would it would be in See, but that's so hard because it's like, I can't decide what I think if, and this is where, if you're getting into Scott Frost's mind, is his number one thing, like, does he need to hire a guy? Like, is he trying to look for a special teams coach? Or is he trying to look for a great recruiter?
1: I wonder what it, he's... It, it's that's That's funny because I guess the first thing that came into my mind was... With those other coaches getting raises, those other coaches got raises because they're the best recruiters. Yes, I mean those guys are head and shoulders. I think our best recruiters, like Travis Travis Fisher Fisher. and Ryan Held, they are kind of that's their that's like their strength. Their strength. I mean, they're good coaches, I think, but they're really great recruiters. Right. And so, I think we need somebody that's very, very good at coaching special teams to be the special teams coordinator. And if they can do outside linebackers, great, great. right? But you don't want to – I guess you – I don't think you want to sacrifice coaching for recruiting, if that yeah. makes sense. like that's something I always struggle with. That Doing
0: the radio show for so long, you, you interact with fans, and it's amazing how – like, I get the importance of recruiting. But if you ask a lot of fans, they'd want to be like, man, just get 10 great recruiters, and you, you'll win. And it's like – I mean – that's – you need – there's still like – you're still a coach. Yeah. You still need to be able to coach.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's there's that line, right, where you just – you can't be a bad recruiter. I mean, right. I don't you, know. You just gotta be, you got to be – You. it's tough because it, – I and I don't know enough about what they're asking – No, I don't know either. These I, guys I, to do, but it will be interesting to see how they handle that because, yeah, you could – I mean, right now they're trying to find an outside linebackers coach slash special special teams. teams, Which is a
0: very unique combination of things. You know, but Nebraska under Riley had, I think his name was Bruce Reed. He was a special teams coach. Yeah. And Nebraska wasn't very good at special teams. But again, I think it goes back to what we're talking about of like, sometimes as a coach, you're at the mercy of your depth and your culture to a certain extent. And so maybe that was an issue even when Riley was here, obviously. But... I'll be I'll be curious to see what they do because clearly, like, special teams was a huge, huge, huge problem. You, I could argue that if Nebraska had a good kicker, punter, and just was good on special teams, they would have went to a bowl game this year.
1: Oh, I think you easily win one game. I'm not so sure you don't win. You know, we talk about... We spent this whole season speaking about those. <laughs> the, the few plays you just go, that doesn't end. A lot of them are like, you know... Kickoff return for a touchdown. We had two in right. bad moments, right? right. Um, and there's like little things like that. You just well, how
0: about that? I mean, just the the year of like, they had to end up getting signing a guy from off the streets to be a
1: kicker. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, a lot of the red zone issues could go back to don't have a good kicker. Like, so this is, a, you can poo poo special teams if you want. Like, this matters. And Nebraska, when, until Nebraska gets to where they want to get to, they're going to be in a lot of close games. And oftentimes, the difference in close games is shit like a kickoff return, field position, a bad punt, a missed field goal,
1: all that stuff. And so this is a big – this I, is a sneaky big hire. Oh, I mean, I was so spoiled. I, I played with uh, Kyle Larson and Sam and Sam Cook. Like, those are two All-American yeah. punters. <laughs> Sam Cook's still punting in the NFL. Like, when you have a guy that's a pro – they always kick it way down the field and it's high and you never yeah. like, those are the things they do that you just go one less problem. Right. Well, and you got guys that can kick it out of the end zone on kickoffs, like no kickoff returns. Cause they're always p- pushing right. it out of the end zone. So little things like that, just like they solve problems. Yes. And that's, well, true. I mean, that's cause
0: yeah, Nebraska, not even for you, but like Alex Henry, Brett Maher, drew Brown, for I mean for yeah. for the better part of like twenty years, Nebraska's always had a good
1: kicker. Yeah, and we, we got to get back onto that, and we gotta yeah, we gotta we gotta make that more of a priority to be good at. Like, and that's part that's going to be partly on Frost. Like, it's yes. got to be a priority to make special teams better. Totally, and it can't be lip service. Yeah, be, we gotta we gotta work start, on it, demand it, it. We gotta do more it. of it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, within that, as a former linebacker. Do you need? I'm sure, like the the duties of an outside linebacker in the three four in this defense compared to an inside linebacker are probably different enough that it would garner having different coaching. But talk about that. That so this connection. is
1: this is the part that is going to be very interesting because I grew up in a four three, and usually you you have one linebackers coach for your three linebackers. That's that's typical, right? But when it comes to a three four, it goes inside outside a little bit more because those outside guys are closer to defensive linemen a lot of the time. like the the way that we're gonna play these guys is, I mean, one of those guys, you need to be teaching pass rushing. like it's a right. pass rushing type of deal because you're almost like a defensive end. So that's where you can do that. But then the linebackers coach is is doing, he's kind of put in a spot where, like, you know, during breakdowns, you know, in practice, the inside guys aren't going to be working on their edge pass rushing. They just don't do that. Okay. Where those yeah, other guys that makes sense. So you would what you would have to do almost is, then for a portion of break up the line, your break up. You're sending you're sending your your outside guys down with the defensive the line yeah. to do their pa, their one because on, they do one on one pass rush a lot, and they do more pass rushy right. things. Okay, defensive linemen things. So. There's kind of a natural break in there anyway, but it all it does make sense though because they are linebackers. They'll they'll have drops. You know, one of the linebackers ends up being like a, the JoJo position. where yeah. it's a little bit more of a hybrid. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But it is, so, but because I always wonder that it makes sense based on
0: what you're seeing on the field. But like what you're saying is like what what Coach Dewitt taught on a daily basis compared to what Barrett taught on a daily basis are very different.
1: Yes, because you're playing on that edge. You know, right you you're you're looking at different things you know you're looking at tight ends and tackles mm-hmm. and your drops are very different and but you, you you have to work on your pass rushing like that is what you're doing you have to work on your pass rushing setting the edge you know that it's just different it's a different some it's a different position so it sounds like what you're
0: saying is it 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 maybe is good to have two separate
1: if you can yeah yeah if you could so if you could have unlimited coaches you'd have a special teams coordinator an outside linebackers coach and an inside linebacker okay coach. if you could you you can't but there's a there's a coaching yeah. limit right and so they just got the the, the i tenth. think the 10th yeah where barrett could even be the inside linebackers coach um and so now it's like okay we're 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 at 10. Right. But there still is like
0: a. There's some, someone's going to have to wear two hats a little bit with special teams and
1: another position, potentially. Yeah. So you, you have tight ends coach, you have receivers coach, you have, you know, so it's how like. Much, how
0: much, though, is like,
1: you know, for instance, I'm just looking at a
0: picture of me at Kansas. So I just thought of like, I could have done a million drills on my how to break someone down off the dribble with Keith Langford, But Keith was just better at that than I was. And I don't know how much Keith really worked on that. He was kind of just born with the ability to just fucking get around people. And I guess so. my point is a little bit is like, you know, you, you say like, oh, they're working on their pass rushing moves. Like how much, though, is that like just getting guys that just like how much can you manufacture pass rushers? And how much are they just like they walk onto campus and
1: you either got it or you don't? OK, that's that's a that's a actually a really good thought because you you do kind of have to have it yeah. a little bit. But there are there's a lot of like hand placement, you know, it, it's a it's a lot of that how to teach. Sure. Like, because it's all hand fighting, right? The tackles are these big, long dudes, and they're trying to get their hands on you, and you're basically trying to either knock their hands down, like dip and speed around them, or you have to be able, to, like, make the counter and you go through them like a bull rush. Right. So it all like there's there's there are a, different moves. There's the different day. moves, and the the people that have an arsenal, like you're you have a way better chance of beating a good tackle. I mean, then there's like guys like Derek Thomas, who are just like. I'm going as fast as I can, <laughs> bending and low around the edge, right. and he was born with that kind of that gift, right, but I sort of like Randy Gregory was Randy what was Randy good at? Do you remember a
0: lot I mean he was but like I wonder how much that was like he just showed up from Juco into Lincoln and was just like, Give me a helmet, and who am I sacking okay, I'll go get him
1: yeah, but he like when you see like the way guys move like you there's an instinct to it, but there's also like they understand they understand the like the angles of it. Cause it's a yeah. lot of, it's like the angles and the, and that you take and the, your lean and your hand placement and using your length correctly. Like it's all like, you gotta, I don't know how you do it without working on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I guess I shouldn't have said to be like, you just like, you got it and you don't got to work out. Like you do, you always got to be like cultivating your skills and improving. Yeah, But I just feel like there is like a non-negotiable base level of natural. Yes. I got it. To be a great pass rusher,
1: you got to be a superb athlete, and you have to usually have superb. How, size. how much did you
0: improve as a pass? Like what? What was? I know it's not lot. the same defense, but like nevertheless, you're playing the outside back. I, I got to
1: do quite a bit of, not a, a lot, but a little bit of rushing my by my senior year. But yeah. it took it took like getting you got to put on weight to even be able to like to be able to mess with the tackles. I mean, to be able to mess with them, <laughs> you gotta have a you gotta get strong because. Right. You you're edge rushing, but if you're gonna do anything besides like run around them, they're they're you gotta you. be able to like be strong enough to even threaten a bull rush. <laughs> to threaten a bull rush, you gotta have a little bit of strength and confidence because um, you know when you're like a freshman and you go in there and you're like I guess I got a bull rush and he just is like sit <laughs> down, punk. You're just like oh. sit yo, bitch. Threatening ball, rest you better not be. Okay, well I don't know. It's a good thought, I guess. Like, yeah, I just I'm trying to like it's just it's don't think basketball when you think this. Think,
0: I mean, it's its own thing. It seems it feels like for a long time Nebraska since Randy Gregory they've just been looking for a dynamic pass rusher, and it's like it's just. I wonder. A lot of it is just they showed up that way.
1: Yeah. So like a Chase Young, like he's actually got really good technique now. But, like, he's a guy, even if he didn't have good technique, he'd be like, he's still getting 10 sacks, yeah, you know? Right. But he, with good technique, he gets 20. That's probably the difference. Okay. And, like, a, a guy without that athleticism doesn't get two. Because we. <laughs> uh, does anybody. Has Nebraska got a defensive end that's gotten two this year? I don't know. So,
0: I don't know what we figured out there, but, like, there's. Just, it's just, there's a lot. It's, there's a lot in this hire that is going to be interesting with Frost.
1: Yeah, that's surprising. And, and you said Sip said that there there might be more to come. Right? Sip, yeah. And again, we're recording this on a Monday night, um, so people are going to be
0: listening to this. We're like, you know, back in time.
1: We got, Doc, Doc, <laughs> we got to get a pass rusher, Doc. Oh, that's we got to- <laughs> heavy. Heavy. Ah! Maya. <laughs> Maya. Ah! could be Maya. You're Mayor Goldie Wilson. Ah! Oh, I don't know. Hey, you, get get your
0: damn hands on that tackle and pass rush. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, so we're going back at that. But, yeah, Sip did write in his column on Monday that there was going to be more potential staff movement. So I don't know. I still like Back to the Future, though. So That's the when people up.
1: listen to this. They'll be li- they'll be listening to Back to the Future.
0: Great Scott! They
1: hired Scott.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great Scott Frost. <laughs> <laughs> do we have anybody with a Mick in our names? <laughs> <laughs> like um, a Mick
0: something? <laughs> Marty? Do we have a Marty or a Mick? No. Uh, Wait, we need
1: a Mick. Great Scott Frost. Great Scott Frost.
0: Whew, okay, I got to get a hold of myself. I got real tears going here. <laughs> Sometimes it's just the simple jokes that are good. Oh, Great Scott Frost. Has anyone else in the history of like life or cinema said Great Scott other than Doc? Um
1: had to have been, right? I mean, because
0: where did that, where does, what is that, what is he talking, like, what is the origination of that phrase? Because um, Scott's not like a biblical was, name. He'd be like, and Jesus then said to Scott,
1: <laughs> no, I did mean. you order the pizza or who ordered it? <laughs> did <she leave> Scott? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a biblical name. It's like, and Moses said to Scott. That- so in the movie, I think Doc Brown's, uh, he's big into all this, you know, his dog's name's Einstein. He t- you have t- a great about We were talking Newton. about Wayne's World. You had like, you're. you're I think I've watched to... them both very recently, though. Oh, okay, so Jesus, not not Scott Fitzgerald, but there's another. Is there a Scott? Uh, scientist? That I'm forgetting. I think it's. A, I, it's probably going to be an talking? obvious one.
0: Mr. Do I look like Mr. <laughs> S- I know Bill Nye. <laughs> you're good
1: at being a pretend nerd, is what you're really
0: yes. good at. Or like, was there a who is the sixth man on the like? Oh yeah, that was da 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 da. But like, name one name one other scientist other than Bill Nye. <laughs> uh uh I don't got anything, but I don't, I don't know. Who
1: is Jonas Salk? <laughs>
0: But I don't know the origination. we'll get my we'll Google it. Oh, let's not Google it now. you're big Scott. on that. like you don't like that. you don't like when people Google the answers in the moment. you want people to marinate. you'll never the get a chance
1: to have a good discussion like a the discussion's based on we have to figure out like I think it's this you think it's that we debate why we're right. Those are fun. and once the Google on your phone got so good, yeah. there's none of that because it's well, here's the answer and you go. Oh, that—that's right. Yeah, because
0: that's what you and I were. No. I can't remember where we were. We we couldn't remember Austin Powers' girlfriend in Austin Powers One, who who the actress was, and I'm already blanking on it again.
1: I, Elizabeth Hurley. Is that right? Yeah. No,
0: no, the blonde. The blonde. Vanessa. It's we're not going to Google it, but no, what, she's, what?
1: she had dark hair. That's Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Heather, Heather Graham? Graham's the second one. Okay. That was Felicity Shagwell. Yes. <laughs>
0: but we had that moment, and, I, and we Googled it. And I felt like whenever you Google it, it kind of ends the conversation. You go, oh. And then speaking of Google, I wonder if kids doing homework these days, like, do you it, ever have to think of the answer? Well, or, like, you, I remember, like, doing homework, and if, like, you got just, you were stumped, it was over. Like, you, were, you just like got halfway through your homework and were just like... We had Encyclopedia Britannica's in our house. You'd be like... <laughs> Did A you grizzly bear's <laughs> habitat is mountains. You're like, Great Scott! Great Scott Frost! <laughs> what that... But, yeah, if you were doing homework back in the day and you didn't know what the hell was going on. Now, like, could you just, like, math? I just don't even understand. I mean, you could type in... I figured I could ask Google anything and it would know what the I think, answer I
1: think school should be like, all right, kids, like... Um, <gasps> Who was the king of Russia in 1747? How do you find that answer? Like, it's a kid, his hands. Like, you type it into Google and hit Enter, and they're like, "Very good, good. Charlie. That's it. You have it. Very a. good." There's no. I mean, that's all. You it's, use the internet again. That's the answer. There will yes. never, because anymore.
0: I mean, the chance, like, because there used to be like, there might be a time where you don't have a calculator. Remember that was always the line with like, why can't I just like, might be a time. It's like now that time is like never.
1: But think about the movie Castaway. When he was there, he was calculating when the tide he, was coming, how far his boat, <laughs> uh, or how far the plane was to where his little, uh, his little yeah, raft. He, he did. He remembered like all the th- all the stuff. Smart. Uh,
0: that is true. I can't even begin to express my like your movie knowledge right now is just through the. If only I could remember part. other things like that's, that. That's that's true. I mean, Castaway is the ultimate example of like. Does he make it off the island without? Really good base feel of math.
1: I think he had a good feel and understood. Then he had started to understand the tide and yeah. which direction he needed to go.
0: Do you think you'd live longer than me on the island of Castaway? I
1: know I'd live longer than <laughs> you. Yeah. The question is do you make it more than a week? No. Like, is there a Marriott on this island? Uh, Where'd Marriott at? Right? Do you know how much money I would pay? To, to have that. a video of you on a on an island by yourself and what would happen that first you'd for, for while, <laughs> you would go insane. I think for a for a while. You would go insane. I probably would. It you would go cuckoo. Dude. I would I mean, go totally cuckoo. Totally cuckoo. It's in you to go cuckoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's in you to go cuckoo. You know it's it the is. most real thing you would say. You know ever that is me. right too. Oh. How do we get onto this? Oh, back in time with uh, with Back to the Future.
1: Okay. Predicting tonight's game and yeah. what's going to happen with oh coaching. My so God.
0: Just- <laughs> great Scott Frost is great. Speaking of Scott Frost, okay, next topic. There was a stat that I heard on Sportsman Conic, and then I text Bishop about it, and I got it. According to Parker Parker Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. No. <laughs> Parker Gabriel. Of the 100, <laughs> there's a sledgehammer joke in there. Oh, okay, one. I,
1: I couldn't remember.
0: Sledgehammer!
1: <laughs> sledgehammer! Every time I read a Parker Gabriel section <laughs> now, of- I'm gonna think that now. I'd never thought that before. He got way cooler tonight. He just got cool. Who's,
0: what movie is Peter Gabriel in Your Eyes? Is that one of his songs? Yes, what your 80s movie?
1: John Cusack in Say Anything. He, that's what he's holding up with the stereo. You watched it, didn't you? Yeah,
0: and I couldn't believe how non. That was a very nothing scene. I thought that was going to be like the climax of the movie. He was going to like that. Like she shunned him. She like glanced out the window and was like, get the fuck out of here. And it's that was weird it. that
1: that one has stood out so why, much. Why
0: would. And why that scene? I don't know. Because that scene didn't lead it. You had me at Hello led to. That was the That scene. was the moment that they got back together. You know what I mean? That that scene was nothing. Absolutely nothing. So
1: Parker, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Your weekly column brings the sledgehammer. Ah. It should be the sledgehammer with Parker Gabriel. I, he, I can't believe I never thought that before. Great, thought, great reference. Yes.
0: So anyways, we are. I mean, this is not good. <laughs> That it is, we're only only 40 minutes into this. You and I are not, it's amazing when you stop doing recap pods, you and I are like, we can't stay focused at all. Yeah. Okay. So of the 164, this is according to Parker Peter Gabriel, (laughs) of the 164 players on Nebraska's roster, 131 have, (laughs) stop it. Okay. You gotta stop it. I think he won uh, Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year too. So, shouts out to Parker Peter Gabriel. Oh, good for him. It's Finally, shit, yeah. Peter Gabriel getting the recognition he deserves. But so, of the 164 players on Nebraska's roster, 131 have joined the program under Frost. So, what the boys on the radio were talking about, what your first thought goes to is like, you know, you you begin the question of like, hey, where are we at with the whole like the Frost? These are Frost guys versus not Frost guys versus holdovers and Riley guys referencing Riley and all that stuff. I initially wrote down, or you, you hear that saying, you Go, God, it's got to be done this year. Right. But I think the big thing is more of what is, what does the two deep look like? Because that can be true. The 131 or the 164 are frost guys. But if the two deep is still like half and half, that's hard. But then you made another good point about the youth of a lot of the frost guys.
1: Yeah. So frost quote unquote frost guys are either True juniors, redshirt sophomores, uh, redshirt freshmen or freshmen. So yes. there's going to be no Frost seniors and no Frost redshirt juniors. Right. Correct. So that's a, that's like usually the strength of a team is a redshirt junior in the seniors. So that's <laughs> in some true juniors. But like, I, I mean, that's the thing is like. You look at that and you go, that's a little scary that there's 30 guys on this team that's a senior or a redshirt junior or a redshirt senior. Yeah. One of those three. So those are three years and there's 30 guys. That's 10 guys per year. That's crazy. And there should be five total years worth of guys. Right. Right. So you think there's 160 guys. Let's do our math, right? Hundred sixty divided by. Where's five. Tom Hanks
0: and Castaway when you need him?
1: Close to thirty a year should be. Sure, it's called thirty three a year should be from each class, and there's ten each from Riley's. So you're not you those classes are a dwindle. So verse. it's less
0: about the numbers; it's where the numbers fall within their classes. Yes, and then I again, it's less about the numbers and more about where those guys are at. In the depth chart too,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's clear though that's like, but but what two is, classes and it's it's small classes worth the guys. You, do you think? Because sometimes just because you don't like
0: it doesn't mean it's not true. Do you think next year, if there's you know when tough times hit, which are gonna hit every football season, that Frost there's still gonna be that that conversation of like you know we're still we're still you know, we got, we're getting guys here, you know, cause frosty times, like we got a few guys in there that are fighters, but we got to get more of them. Like, yeah. I, I wonder at what point does that like rhetoric and that narrative kind of like slowly dissipate. Cause oh. that kind of felt like, especially this year that, that felt like that was always the line after every loss.
1: Yeah. I think he'll have one more year where it's still, he's you getting bring, it all you know out, that Well, and I think by the time that you know Martinez is a senior, yes, and he's got other guys that have been around for 2 3 years, it will be more his team. Cuz I agree so I think this next season
0: is probably the last year you can you'll you'll really hear about that and it's still kind of valid.
1: Yeah, because the when the older guys like the the guys that are leading your team which should be the older guys are not your guys. It, it it's not it's not really your thing yet, you know. Sure. So I I I'm still gonna give him another full year of like he's doing what he can with sure. a mix of his and somebody else's and I he agree. Hit a young young versions of his guys. There's not his not his fully formed pods yet. You know. It still
0: is amazing though, because
1: I mean, you could look at that stat
0: and take it where we take it, or just look at it and go, "Wow!" Just like that's amazing how fast, relatively speaking. There has been a mass infusion of his guys and a max exodus of not
1: his guys. I'm just, I'm almost amazed at how few of those guys there are from Riley's. Crazy. crazy. So that's three, that should be three classes of guys essentially. Well, no, at least least two. Yeah, two to to three, because you should have some of those redshirt seniors, right? You Mm -hmm. should have seniors, redshirt juniors, and potentially redshirt senior. So it should be like two to three classes worth of people. It's like, Holy cow. But
0: that's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been quite the flip of the roster in a relatively speaking, not that long of a period of time. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk a little NFL stuff with you, but real quick, do you care? Like I've always, I talked about this, uh, you know, you host a radio show for 10 years. You have like topics that you always hit on when they come around this. Like I, I cannot, for the life of me, understand why college football has this long layoff that they do. Like, do you realize that, so because we're recording this on a Monday night, LSU and Clemson played in their conference championship games 37 days ago.
1: Who?
0: Like, what other, if you were starting a sport today, you wouldn't go be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Like, right at the end of the season when the the interest is at its height and, like, things are really fe- – the pitch is feverish and everybody's just really into it. We're going to take a month before we crown the champion. Like, you would not get to the final f- – you wouldn't set the NCAA tournament on Selection Sunday be like, all right, folks, we'll see you in 30 days for the NCAA tournament.
1: Okay, let me ask you this then, okay? So – When bowl games first came about, because this all is partly because of bowl games. Why? Why did they? What was the reason? And I don't know this. I'm. I don't know. I'm asking you. Why do you think? If you're just speculating, do they wait from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day to have like the good bowl? Like, I mean, I'm even right now trying to think. What do you think? My
0: guess is. There's first of all, I bet there was an element of uh back in the day with travel and different stuff that of classes that's usually when semester's ending, and they didn't want to have the kids be too taken away for that then there's then you have the holiday there too, but then I think some of it is just like i don't know there a very dated thing is like people people's reverence for bowls, yeah. And they just wanted to like, I think they wanted to like create as much space for as many bowl games as possible. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, Nate, there isn't any other sport that does, does this. I, I mean, to me Because I'm though, telling you right now, like, we're because I mean, you and I got to record and we're going to watch it and all that stuff. But like my, I'll put it to you this way. If this game is occurring, you know, two, three weeks ago, my interest is way high. Like the layoff kills my interest.
1: Yeah, it's it's bizarrely it's it's so long. You like you get out of the like you know, after Burrow wins the Heisman, it's like you're like okay, like now he should play the national title game. It's just like. a, it's a weird thing where because even for some people, I don't know like for
0: bowl games is like for okay, is it the final game of one season or is it the, the first game of the next season for some people? And you always got a problem when what's the number one talking point you hear for a lot of bowl games is like well, I tell you what you got to think about motivation, which team wants to be there. It's like when, when that's being said, that's not good. And so I don't, I guess I'm not necessarily like, okay, if you want to have your 6,000 craft macaroni and cheese bowls, I guess whatever, but don't, don't protect those and sacrifice to me, the buzz and the interest around these games.
1: Yeah. I guess like, why can't they do last game of the year conference finals, semifinal. No, I mean or yeah, our last game of the year and then you do your your conference championship and then the next week is like a bowl game.
0: The, I don't know. I I don't I mean it especially like I, I don't know. I don't I don't understand it, Is that. it because
1: finals I, I guess think finals are
0: But like I if during a lot of schools like for a lot of college baseball players have the have the NCAA tournament, the college world series right as like semesters are ending yeah. up. Division 2 teams have like 16 team playoffs and their FCF schools, you know, and they find a way. So I think, I just think a lot of it is that sanct, they want to protect bowl games. And then sure. a lot, a lot of it is, well, because th- this is whenever, like what I hear from people, well, that's just the way it's always been. It's like, well, that doesn't necessarily make it right.
1: Yeah, I guess if there's a, if there's somebody out there, that's like a big time, you know, college football history buff that like understands why then the 1940s, 50s or 60s, they, they said, okay, New Year's Day bowl game. This is why we're doing it. I would like to know because I have no clue why they do have that layoff no I, no 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 sport has no a sport
0: i mean the super bowl after these afc and NFC title games they'll have two weeks and then the super bowl yeah and okay like whatever two weeks is a lot different than like i mean just think about how it like those conference title games and you're waiting for who's in the playoff like yeah you get the playoff set and then it's just this massive layoff
1: yeah three four and, weeks of just of
0: just nothing. and so what i think i don't know i don't know if you like are you i'm a expand the playoff to eight guy are you Okay, so what I think they should do is... So here comes your conference championship games. You expand the playoff to eight. The next week, so the next Saturday, is your first-round games where the top seeds are at home. Yep. Then you got your playoff, and then however you want to do it, you can take a week off and play your semifinals one week and then the finals in the next week. Or the next week, you can play the semifinals, and if you want to do it like the Super Bowl, and take two weeks and then play the finals.
1: Well, th- then you could play it. So if you did... So if you did... uh Conference championships, first weekend of December. First week, and then you do the second weekend would be the first, first round, round. Cause then you could get the next one, you could be would would that be post Christmas then?
0: Well, so like this year, the conference championships were on December seventh. Okay. So you then could have had the first round of the playoff of the 18 playoff on December 14th. Okay. Then the next week is December twenty first.
1: So if you wanted to, you could have you could do it right before Christmas. You could do it
0: right before Christmas. I think that's and then fine. Take, take and then you two, take your two weeks off and then you could have it be your New Year's
1: for New Year's the d- championship.
0: or the Monday of whatever that, if you want it on a Monday, whatever you want to do. I just don't, I don't know. For the life of me, I've never understood. Because I, in some ways, in that, like I'm actually more of a college football guy than an NFL guy. I yeah. love college football, but I can't, I hate the
1: postseason of college football. Just hate it. I I lose a lot with like I I don't think I've enjoyed the like I enjoy the conference championships more than I do the the playoff.
0: Yeah, I, to and I'm me, not sure why to that me, is. In my mind, I don't th- like for me the majority of time the season ends after the conference championship games. Yeah, because then to me it's just a bunch of like it's just a bunch of bad bowl. In all reality, it's a bunch of bad bowl games outside of like three or four. Yeah and then you want you're waiting for those playoff games by the time those playoff games come so much time has elapsed that like think about it now like you the NFL playoff, they're already got the NFC and AFC championship game set yeah. and you're supposed to all of a sudden
1: get like into Back into f- college football? That's that's a really that's a that would be one to tinker with. I, I mean, think so. I well, if they ever expand to eight, they're gonna have, do they have to, to like then do they they have do they back off one game during your regular season, which I'd be okay with. I'm okay with that too because then it's uh, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I'm okay, I, with, I, that. I'm okay with that. If you want to instead play twelve, you know, play eleven regular season games, what 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 needs to happen? Like if I became the king of football, or the king of college football. There'd be unified scheduling parameters. Everybody plays nine conference games. Everybody has to play one non-con Power Five opponent. Yeah, and then no FCS teams. So then that other can be a group of five. Yeah, okay. So and if you want to if you want to play two group of fives and have twelve regular season games, you want to have eleven. That's whatever. But everybody's got to play the same amount of conference games. No FCF schools, and everybody has to play one non-con Power Five team. Yep. And then you expand the playoff to eight you have five auto bids, three at large selections. I can go either way on reserving a spot for the highest ranked group of five team or not. I don't I, I can go either way on that. Uh and then what we just laid out. After the conference championship games, the next week is the first round and then however you want to do it with spacing out. You have you have 3 weeks to play two games.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like I like I like to I like to keep the momentum going.
0: Yeah, that's I guess that's my thing is like you it is in such a fragmented world that we live in basically sports has become about like owning l- real estate on the calendar of momentum and interest and yeah. i don't understand why college football just relinquishes its like they could they they just give away owning the public's thought on college football.
1: True. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to like even thinking about this year like watch, you know, we got we did our big recruiting pod and looking into how much those guys recruited. Like they take that big break, that's the big recruiting thing, and now the the second signing day is like it's no more because of it's shifted. So, a lot would that would go away and it would go back. So, like things would change. Yeah, you'd have to maybe change the whole Yeah. I don't like I agree with you though when it comes to what's the most entertaining Form of the sport. And I think it is like continuing the momentum. I, I, I just, again, imagine
0: in March, all the conference tournaments happen for college basketball. Selection Sunday comes, you get your bracket in front of you. you and, wait a month. And you have to wait a month. You know how less interested you are in a month? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so tr- I never so thought I just, about it like I, that. I, I, it's something that is always... Because like I'm so into college football all year, and then by the time like,
1: because the, then just, basketball and NFL and get, NFL really kicks, kicks in, and in,
0: and you're just like you get. It doesn't take a lot anymore f- to just kind of lose interest.
1: Well, and, and to lose the sort of uh, the storyline. Yeah, when you the, lose the, the focus on something, it's like when you watch a show, right? When you're into a show and you're watching an episode every day, you're binging it. Like it right. seems better, right? When you or if you watch a show and then you take a month or two off and you go back and you go what the heck happened yes you have to you know like you always
0: have to anymore when your shows have a bunch of previously on da, yeah. da, 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 and they have to expect like basically tonight for the national championship game I feel like they have to be like previously on college football Joe Burrow Trevor Lords he's struggling you <laughs> he got it going and Ohio <laughs> State is like they need something like oh yeah
1: like go that's through their a- whole seat yeah I mean it's like so
0: I don't know but that's there's my like, get off my lawn, like, I just don't. What uh, really grinds my gears. It grinds my five. gears. Okay, a couple of NFL things, then we'll get you, get you out of here, Bo Rude. So the NFL playoffs uh, have been really interesting. Um, I wrote down, like, a, a handful of things. The first thing I wrote down, one of the things that separates the NFL from every other sport and why it's the king Beyond just the fact that we're a football crazed country, it, I think the calendar of every Sunday, every weekend, like it just works for how we operate in the society, you know. But one of the things that makes the NFL so great is how fast things can change for an NFL franchise. The San Francisco 49ers sucked two years ago, like, sucked. And now they're like,
1: they're probably the best team yeah they they're probably favorites to win the super bowl no other sport
0: outside of like when lebron goes from miami to cleveland and they go like you just don't see that in in other sports
1: and you definitely don't see in college football like two years you don't go from the worst to the best like you just don't i mean the the central florida thing is yeah. Fluky, but they weren't in the the best conferences. Right, either. like to be in a major conference and to and go be from horrible. the worst team for a couple of years to we're playing for the national championship doesn't exist. That does it's, not exist.
0: And 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 it just, and it goes both ways. You know, for a while, like uh, it's not that long ago that Atlanta was up twenty eight to three and going to win the Super Bowl. Now Atlanta's not a falling good team. off. Uh, Philly, Philly. What has been a great team? You know, they're still pretty good, but like that, you kind of felt like they were here to really stay. They at
1: least made the playoffs. They at least made the
0: playoffs. Um, so it can go both ways. You, you think it's weird. It's like, if your team's great, there's no guarantee that you're going to be great next year or the year after that. And if your team is bad, now, you got to get a Jimmy G or, you know, some things got to happen. But at the same time, like,
1: you don't – you never know what could happen and all of a sudden you're yeah, – like, they, could win the whole thing. You know, those Niners they got – I really do think they they got John Lynch as a GM. He Kyle Shanahan. Top, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. They trade for Garoppolo and they just – I think they drafted a certain kind of player. Right. Like, tough, smart, like, talented players and they've just – they've ascended quickly. But like the not everybody does that, but man, it, it's that's part of the NFL though. It's there's everybody's talented. Yes. All these teams have a lot of really talented players, and it, it doesn't take much to get from to go from bad to good. Like it's I mean, the difference between winning every week, that's why like if you bet the NFL, I think you're insane because it's like well, every, every line, point spreads like three points. I
0: used to play it play a game on my radio show of Guess the Line. And every NFL game, you can never go wrong. Like I don't know the home team by three. You're gonna I mean because it's like every game's pretty much because three points is like a f- coin flip. Yeah, I you mean, know. And so, but that's how. But I guess that's the first thing I wrote down. The second thing I wrote down. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson and what happened with the Ravens. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson's gonna be the NFL MVP, but it is kind of amazing. And we talked a little bit about this with Martinez this year. It, it's amazing how quickly we want to tear down those that have actually accomplished something and how quickly we want to anoint someone before they accomplish anything like people want to write off like like Brady loses and it's like done bum it's over never going to happen again he's garbage but lo- so we're quick to do that But we're also quick to anoint Lamar Jackson as like the second coming of like, and I just find that interesting how like when someone's on the mountaintop, we'll tear them down fast. And when someone's on their way to the mountaintop, we'll try to push them up to the top of it before they even fucking do anything to get there. Lamar Jackson has won zero playoff games, people (laughs)
1: like
0: I guess, and I'm not anti Lamar Jackson, but it's just kind of, it's odd how
1: that is with some people. It's the culture we're in now. It's wherever you're at. We're hoping you get to the opposite place. <laughs> perfect. I want you. I want you to like. Right, if right? I could,
0: if I could, I would have you get on your get your coat on and leave because that is the most. That is the perfect description of sports in 2020.
1: That's all I can think of because it seems like that's all there's. People are doing that is
0: perfect. Wherever you're at, the masses want you to go to the complete opposite place.
1: So get off of there, you. I Think you're ready for a promotion? Like, that's you know, like, exactly right. That's it. That's exactly right. I didn't like, think about it people you said it, but.
0: like there. There is some. There are some people. Maybe I'm. Maybe not. I don't know. But there's. That's the sense you get. This is a sense I get. That if you pulled a lot of people, if you could have Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, they would take Lamar Jackson. And I think those people are
1: out of their mothering minds. I I think. Here's the here's the Lamar Jackson issue. I think if you and I didn't watch enough of him, I, I saw his highlights. Most of his highlights, he it? was insanely good. this year. insanely good. But as we know, as we have, the NFL has proven over and over and over again. Even though they're trying to make these rules, you can't ever hurt the quarterback. If you're a quarterback and you run, you will not survive. <laughs> right. That's it. That's yeah. the rule. And I don't know. I don't know any other rule until that rule is disproven, but that's the rule now. Like, it's that's science to me until somebody says, like, no, those missiles, right, Those defensive right. back <laughs> missiles and linebackers and like 290 pound 4 4 DNs until they can't hit him at all. Like, that's what's going to happen. You're going to run and you're going to get hurt. Right. And that's the thing is like, Russell Wilson, he scrambles and he runs. From, a, from the past game, but like he doesn't do designed runs at all, like 10 well, times as much game. Yeah, right. And Lamar Jackson's amazing. But the Lamar Jackson, like what you're betting against with Lamar Jackson, is not that he's awesome because he is, it's that can he survive
0: doing this? And and okay, and well, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here, but the reason I went so hard in the paint on that initial thought was more in reaction to the, to the rhetoric you hear throughout yeah. the year. But with all that said, I also don't know why we have to have, like, a State of the Union referendum on how good or bad a coach is, a player is, after every... Like, the Ravens just lost, okay? Like, that doesn't mean Lamar Jackson stinks, it doesn't mean, like, even if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they would have not, you know, the Texans, like, that doesn't mean Patrick Mahomes now is bad. Like, we also have this, I, like, I think
1: Deshaun Watson's really good, actually, yes. and he just lost. I his, 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 his
0: performance against Buffalo
1: was... That was so clutch to yes. me. Like, that play he made where he, like, that was like, who else makes that play? Side
0: note, was Josh Allen not the most... Was that not the most laughably amazing, awful great performance you've ever seen in
1: your life well you know he took the he took a couple sacks and he about (laughs) fumbled it three times about three interceptions but then really like did you see the play where he had a guy they read a quarterback run and the two guys whiffed the block if they pick up the block they get a first down and they probably win the game right so really that game nobody talks about is like two guys whiffed the block and it changed everything after that but like It was a bizarre finish, and the poor Buffalo Bills just lose forever. But so it's just it's so
0: you know because again like they spend all season just propping one guy up to the point where he is, and then when he then but then when they lose, then everybody wants to have some huge state of the union about it. It's just a bizarre thing. And we've Uh. had
1: we've had the Brady the Brady discussion for it's been close to a decade. Of it's over. For, it's been win, over for him for a decade. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, and even when he does win the Super Bowl, they say, "Is this it? Is he done? Has he lost it? Not like is he going to retire? Is he, has he lost it? Right? They were saying that after he won the Super Bowl, and like a couple months went by, and they're like, "Man, might be over Didn't show up to camp. Has he lost it? <laughs> he just won the Super Bowl. I just,
0: like we literally, we have been living. I like how we act like we haven't been saying this about Tom Brady for almost ten years. Yeah,
1: I, I'm just so far. I just I'm assuming Super Bowl MVP caliber out of him every year is until he says, "I have re- I am retiring right now." They and again.
0: When, and this is just you become a victim of your own greatness. Like his standard is MVP, Super Bowl MVP every year, and anything less than that, and he's lost it. It's, it's think about that.
1: It's unbelievable.
0: Think about that. Every year that he isn't hoisting not only Lombardi chauffeur, but also being the Super Bowl MVP, people are like, tell you. It was Edelman. I mean, Edelman did it last year. It's over for him.
1: Belichick's going to replace him is what I'm hearing.
0: I mean, it's like, guys, for the love of God,
1: it's just ridiculous.
0: Uh, Well, let's talk about Belichick and Brady for a little bit because obviously he is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Do you –
1: what do you think happens? What do you want to have happen? I want him to stay in New England and do what he's been doing because that's the best thing for him. I mean, the thing that I'm trying to wrap my mind around is like – He's been doing the same thing for twenty years. Mm-hmm. He has a system, he has a coach, he has a way of doing things. And this routine is one of six Super Bowls. Like he would have to go to another coach and potentially learn a new system, a new verbiage, potentially. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they would change for him, but like when you're that far down your career, time to, is valuable. Right. Why would you want to spend that extra time? doing that when you know right now like like last year he was enjoying time more with his family when he could right but he's still going to do his work to get himself ready but why would you want to spend that extra time that you have like trying to learn a a new city a new playbook a new like that is why more than anything i just go that seems crazy to me to go anywhere else because it because
0: the one thing that is interesting is when you think about a lot of like There are more all-time greats than you think that don't, you know, like Montana went to the Chiefs for a little bit. Favre was with the Vikings and the Jets for a little bit. Uh, Jordan went to the Washington Wizards for a handful of years. Uh, You know, Shaq played on every fucking team in the league for his final, like, you know, six, you know, five years or whatever it was, three, four years. So this happens more than I think we want it. Like we always in our minds, we just don't even remember the Jordan wizard years. And we don't even like really, I don't even really feel like the you know, the Montana chief stuff. It's like when I close my eyes, I can't even picture him in a chief's uniform. Yeah. And so, but if this happens more than you think,
1: I just, but I, only, I, only LeBron had a choice. Yeah. Favre. Montana, those guys... Yeah, they kind of got like, hey, man... They got heave-hoed, you know? See, and that's the thing, too, is like,
0: if if Jimmy G were still in New England, and they want... Like, there is
1: no air apparent right now. It, it makes no sense for either party, New England and Tom Brady, to, to part ways. I, I don't, they need each other. Like I said, you just moved from Omaha to Lincoln. And it it it, was, it took like... It was
0: brutal. Moving is brutal. Why
1: would you ever want to move?
0: I don't. I mean, I like. I gained like a <laughs> level of like reverence for people that like endure that.
1: It's it. It takes a lot out of you. And like I said, this guy is. He's nearing the end. And when you're nearing the end, I think you want to like cut out all the BS so you can focus your time and energy on the stuff that like keeps you in it and keeps you good. And when you move and switch teams and switch playbooks and coaches and teammates, you have to spend. Time and energy on other things. And I think to me, that's like, I think that's a problem.
0: I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Wouldn't it kind of be fitting for both guys' personalities to go their separate ways? Where Belichick is the ultimate cutthroat, like, He 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 usually moves on guys too early than too late. He doesn't make decisions with his with his heart. It's only like if he feels like it. Maybe he does feel like Brady has lost a little bit of his juice, and he you got to move on. And then for Brady, the ultimate like the only thing that guy's loyal to is winning. And if he feels like there's another situation out there that gives him a better chance to win, that he will go do that.
1: I'm not saying it's not possible, because it is. I mean, it's possible if they've crossed a line with each other or something. They're both competitive enough. But I I, I just, you know, like even they did that, the the NFL 100. How good were they? I mean, it's so good. It was so good. It was so much fun. And they sat down together and like, you know, they're sitting in a room and you're, they, you know, they have their weekly meetings together. It's like they've been doing that for 20 years. Like, right. so I just think it's so, it just seems so Like, far fetched that they would. It's. They like Brady would be like playing for the Chargers next year or like playing for. The Titans. The Titans or the whoever, right? It just. I think there are some things in life that are easy to say and hard to do. I think it's. And. Hard to say and hard to do. Like Brady, but but titans. even
0: but even like Bella I'm sure Belichick has thought like, oh, we could we could you know we need to, Tom, we need, we could go with Jimmy and be fine, and da 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 da. Or Tom would be like, you know, I could go over here and like, but it's like those two guys are gonna have to sit in a room and tell each other like goodbye. I mean, I it makes know. no I, sense. I mean, Nick, six Super Bowls together. I, I don't, I mean, I hope they run it back again. Because again, I also think like, let's not, like they still won their division. They still hosted a playoff game. And I, I mean, I, I also don't like, we act like they were like a horrific football team this year. And Tom like was a,
1: was a joke of a player this year. At like the I, start If you remember at the start of the year, people almost were going to protest that it wasn't fair. Yes. When they had Especially Antonio they get, Brown, uh, yeah, and they almost they were saying that this is on. They had Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, and what really happened to Josh Gordon this year?
0: He got released, and then I think. He but had why a, did he get released? I think there must have been stuff that he because he. I think he then like had another substance stuff. Like so I he think had another.
1: I know he had another substance. I didn't know that that was the reason he got released.
0: I'm not sure,
1: but like it was like it was him, Edelman. And Antonio Brown, and they were like, "This, this isn't, isn't fair. Okay? This is ridiculous.
0: Is this is this the greatest? De- People were saying, like, is this greatest
1: defense of all time? Is this? Yeah, now- is this the greatest defense? So it, that's what they were saying the start of the year. So even from the the first three or four games, the start of the year uh, to the end, they can change from that to Brady and Belichick are breaking up. Has Brady Brady's lost it? lost
0: it? Brady should be done. That's Brady-
1: you know, I mean, months that has been." Three months later. Right.
0: I know. So (laughs) that's that's three months. I know. That's not
1: like a year ago. That was three months ago.
0: It is people. What did it just the I'm you and I are both Patriots fans. So like I but people are so I just think the vast majority of people are so sick of Brady and Belichick that they are just at every single moment going to they're going to hope they try to speak the demise of the Patriots into existence.
1: I will say this. I I want no part of that like I want no part of that happening. I will say though, I was a big I loved Brett Favre. And that Favre year in Minnesota was one of my favorite years of of a team's football. Like right. I loved that year's Minnesota team because Far it was Favre Adrian Peterson and you could tell like Favre showing up elevated that team to a place they didn't know they could go to. And you remember the throw he had against the Niners? Yes. And Then he led them to the NFC title game, and he basically would have beat he was gonna beat the Saints and he threw that bad interception against the Saints Mm -hmm. in the NFC title game, and the Saints went on and won the Super Bowl. But that year afar of his really his first year out of Green Bay, and they beat Green Bay. I mean, it was like that's the only thing that would be fun is to see Brady like go to the NFC. I mean, go the to the Titans. F- imagine him with go to the Titans or go to the AFC, you know, go, yeah. the, go to the Dolphins with Flores or something right. and go play Belichick twice a year. I right, mean, that would be fun, right? Because, yes.
0: You know, that's what's that's hard with, with this stuff. Like, but the whole thing is like, you wonder if, and again, you don't know, you only know what you kind of like read and from people like is Brady wanting to get like, a, I think he wants like a massive deal. And like, he's never are, gotten one. He's never gotten one. And Belichick isn't in the business of wanting to just like you really want to hand a th- I mean yeah. in his mind he's probably going, Are we gonna hand 42 year old Tom Brady 35 million dollars? But he took a pay cut for 15 years. Right. And so that's what I think Robert Kraft is like wants to pay him whatever, you know? Yeah. But so but I, I also like with all that said. I mean, the whole like the Chargers thing and they're opening up an arena in LA and they, it's a, that's a star celebrity driven town. Like, I mean, would I be pretty damn interested next Sunday or the Sunday in September? Tom Brady's starting for the, Los Angeles
1: Chargers. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. It would be a lot like when LeBron went to Miami. Like it would just be a buzz. Same way when Favre went to Minnesota, it was a buzz every weekend. It's not like you know Favre had been playing for Green Bay forever, and like from 2000 to like 2009 or 10, like you didn't really get the as much buzz with a Favre game. And then as soon as he went to Minnesota, it was oh my god, Favre is there. Same way LeBron at Cleveland. It's a big deal. LeBron, LeBron going to Miami was like it was the heatles, right? It was Enormous. blow your mind yeah. big. Every game was. And that's an how it event. would be. If Brady went anywhere else, it would be a year of under the microscope, freaking nuts. So that would I, be the only fun part of it. But I would not like it as a football historian. I agree.
0: Fan. I agree. Uh, Two last things, and we'll then we'll wrap it up. It is you know we talked a little bit about the Titans. It's just like amazing how they're winning with with getting nothing from their quarterback, but they don't need to when they got fucking Tank Abbott back there. <laughs> Spike. I mean, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean Derrick Henry is he's just a man child. It's just it's, like, just, it's nuts. Um, and then with the 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 Kansas City Houston game was. Two things with that. Number one, the mark of a great player is even when it was twenty four nothing, you kind of were like, this thing isn't over. That's how good Patrick Mahomes and like wow. you, even when it was twenty four nothing, you are like, I don't think this is that. How
1: so? I, I saw the first, I saw him go down ten nothing. I had to jump on a plane then, and the Kansas City fans were just so bummed out. Getting on there was some Kansas City fans watching the game. We. I was listening to it on to Kugler driving. So I, when I landed in Omaha from and like
0: I was listening to Coogler call the game. Yeah. And so I, like listened to, it, but even when it was getting you know, da- I was like,
1: this game isn't over. Well, see, that's the thing is like in the moment, everybody still felt that way. I like I was thought didn't. it was I, over. I, I was, like, didn't. I just over. was like,
0: oh, they just I, for some reason I'm just like, but that's that's how good I think Patrick Mahomes. That must be okay because I was like, but geez, then, but then I, then, I, I guess over. the other thing I wrote down is like, you know, we always talk about like frost and game management stuff, and you realize like it's just. Nobody's perfect at it. Like Bill O'Brien's fake punt was a horrible decision. Yeah. And how you're kind of sometimes you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And even at the highest level, like managing things can be challenging even for Bill O'Brien yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <sighs> All right. Well, we covered a lot there. That was quite the we're at we're at a, almost an hour twenty, so we'll wrap this bad boy up anything any i mean we we hit on just about everything imaginable didn't we
1: well when people listen to this we'll be back to the future and there'll be oh. a uh, there'll be a national championship <laughs> that's right here.
0: congratulations to
1: clemson <laughs> great victory to lsu here we go we covered it all. game mvp joe burrow
0: so i'm super busy for a lot of january here but we got to get another wine pot at some point We'll get the calendar out, me and you. And we'll figure out a, a little wine pot action. Still got the wine opener down here, so
1: i miss it miss already. Oh, God, it'll be good. Cheers, All right. Cheers, LaCroix. LaCroix. The LaCroix pot. All right. Bill Robert Root. I love it. Thanks, guys. All Parkville Media Production.